Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. And today, my special guest is Alyssa Ruby, who is an artist who also does textile art, surface design, and illustration, and three-dimensional sculpture. Hi, Alyssa. How are you today? Hello, Nancy. I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. And I am so glad you are on here because you're just such a phenomenal um, artist. We met in class for those who are listening. Um, Alyssa does so many things beautifully well. Her surface designs are gorgeous. Um, she's just has such a beautiful way with um, her, the illustrative side of bringing that into your textile designs. But then you make these amazing 3D pieces that I saw in your portfolio. And so you just have this dimensional skill set with the 2D, the 3D. Um, but yeah, I could go on, but I really <laughs> love seeing your work. Thank you so much. And it's just, it was always awesome to work next to you, Nancy, and like get to know your paper style. Like it's so cool to see your illustrations. Oh, well, thank you. But I just am fascinated with what you do. And I wanted the listeners to hear more about like, what inspired you to become an artist? Yeah, so uh, ever since I was little, um, my mom can probably tell these stories better than I can at this point. Um, but, you know, she always tells the story of when I was younger, I wanted a bigger box set of crayons because um, the smaller box set just wasn't enough. And even at like the age of like three, four, I wanted to get like the thin crayons, which can be a little dangerous for the kids. Uh -huh. um, but it was because they had the big, the more colors. So, and I was, you know, my mom will say, I was so careful with them. I did, I broke one and I cried and cried about it and I didn't break another one. Um, so I think that was maybe one of the starting points is doing that and then, you know, in uh, preschool, I think I won like a small little like sculpture contest with like Play-Doh. Um, so I think from there, my love of art only grew um, and wanting to learn more about like all facets of art and mediums. Um, so from there, you know, it, it just went up. <laughs> Amazing. And I know it goes into a deep passion because you studied your undergrad in illustration. So I was curious, like, what brought you to illustration and then the leap into graduate school for Fivers? Yeah, so uh, I went to a small liberal arts school in St. Augustine, Florida, um, Flagler College. For uh, Yeah, so it was pretty close to home for me. I'm from Vero Beach, Florida. Um, so it was kind of like baby stepping into it. I um, In high school, I did a ton of uh, college classes. So I almost had my AA. So, <laughs> yeah, so by the time I wanted to go to college, um, I really wanted somewhere they would accept the majority of my credits um, to kind of shorten my time in my undergrad program. So I decided to go to Flagler. It was sort of baby stepping away from um, home and they gave me, you know, great scholarship. I love the town environment. It's a really historic city, just like Savannah. Um, so I'm drawn to those historic and antique touches. So I decided to uh, go there and I actually started in graphic design. Um, yeah, so I started with just uh, my, you know, graphic design. 
um, and I was doing a minor in illustration. And after I think the first semester, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, this isn't enough like hands-on sort of art. Um, and it was just too much online or like catering to like a specific sort of style. Like I wanted to have a bit more freedom with my work. So then I switched to um, fine art and illustration as sort of um, a double sort of shtick there. Um, and I, I really enjoyed that um, much more, <laughs> much more hands-on. <laughs> Gotcha. That makes sense. And then this switch into fibers, were some of the things that I saw in your portfolio, were you kind of experimenting with dimensional work, uh, textiles and um, fibers in that undergrad program? Yeah, so um, my undergrad program was definitely rocky. We, My freshman year started with, we had to evacuate for the hurricane in Florida. <laughs> and then the end of my freshman year ended with the start of COVID. <laughs> so then we had to go online. Um, so before that, um, you know, I just recently switched into fine art and illustration um, as more of a focus versus the graphic design. And I there was a class I really wanted to take called uh, natural dyes and textiles. Um, and I, before the pandemic, mm -hmm. I was not going to be able to take it because I didn't really want to um, get extra housing over the summer. And it was an in-person course. Um, and I wanted to be able to go home for the summer and, and save up and work on some other things. Um, but that pandemic hit and I can say, with all the terrible things that came with it, this was the one good thing for me was I was able to take this natural dyes and textiles class online. Um, and I, I really say that that is like my origin story of textiles because without it, I'm not sure if, if I would be where I am today. Um, so I guess that's really like a motivation too for people to be like, you know, take whatever you think you experiment while you can figure it out because there's there's always a good time to figure stuff out um but so from there I finished up my undergrad in um two years so wow. I finished up early um and I always kind of knew that that would sort of be the trajectory I was very determined to get done so I had like full loads of classes I think maybe a couple credits over one semester I took like my portfolio class early with a full load and stuff, mm -hmm. just like I wanted to get done in two years um, so that I could go to my graduate program. Mm -hmm. um, so then from there, I, uh, I sort of applied to different schools, um, a lot of them for illustration mm -hmm. um, and only, I, I believe just SCAD for fibers. I was literally about to submit my illustration grad application to SCAD. And I was like, let me look at what else they have. I'm still interested in fibers and textiles. Let me see what's going on there. And I, you know, my mom was like, what program interests you? Like, are you looking at the classes and are you interested? Like, is it going to like continue to like interest you? Because like, you know, I love illustration, but still it's like some, a lot of it is geared towards like um, 
some of the the digital stuff and i love uh you you are so able to do that that fresh clean style but like with paper but i was like worried that um with like the new age of technology that i might not be able to to do that so switch to fibers um and and now here i am in my second year of my graduate program you hustle like i have to say when we spoke i was like amazed at how you're just very it because of all the things you're telling me it makes perfect sense why you'd be like i'm gonna you know you're very good at hustle as far as like and i mean that in a positive way like you were just so self-aware of what you wanted to do and where you needed to be and how you could get there like i found that like I was like, wow, how old is she? I was like, I was like, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's just so in tune with, because I found that like when I was younger, I wasn't always aware or couldn't figure out. And I, I just, where do you get that from? Is that for your mom, your dad? Is, is it just inherent in your family? Yeah, I, I do think it is inherent in my family. Um, ever since I, I was young, my parents have always pushed me um, positively to do whatever I set my mind to, um, not necessarily wait around for an opportunity. You have to make your opportunities. You have to put yourself out there. Um, and I mean, I think I've just, you know, ever since I started doing like college classes in high school, and then I was just like, yeah, let's keep going. Um, you know, by the end of like my four years in high school, I was just doing college classes and then my art classes and theater classes at my high school because I went to um, a visual and performing arts high school. So ever even um, since then, the theater and the arts has been ingrained in me. Um, but I'm just determined to push forward and get things done. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely slowed down just a bit, you know, because you can't really rush the grad program. <laughs> You can't get it done in, in less than the allotted time, which I'm good for. I'm I'm set for um, you know, graduating like on time with uh with my three classes a quarter. And I'm happy with that. Um, but I've definitely I you know what I'm saying I'm slowing down and then it's just been a really busy summer, so who knows? <laughs> Well, and then I wanted to talk to you about that because that ties into how like focused you are in getting, um, you know, the opportunities. You said, don't wait for people to hand things to you. I, I tell people, my students that all the time. So I wanted to hear like, because you had an internship, like, could you tell us about like that process of finding out about these internships, applying, and then what was the experience like? Yeah, so um, I definitely um, always watch my SCAD email. So a lot of that stuff comes through there. But if people don't have that portal, I'm sure you can find that stuff on LinkedIn and other job websites or just watching the companies that you like um, for certain internships. Um, so early or late, like into like, I think Christmas, Halloween area of last year, um, I was keeping an eye on all my stuff and noticed, you know, I'm always on the SCAD job portal. Um, so I was looking on there and saw like a couple different um, meetings for internship opportunities. So I just started with going to the meetings and learning about the different companies. Um, I applied to both Kohl's and Urban. Um, I'm you know, for both essentially the same thing, surface design. Mm -hmm. And um, I got essentially like called back for both. Mm -hmm. 
so that it was like kind of like oh like I applied for like the anthropology like urban one on like the last day it was available and I was like not really expecting anything um surface design isn't necessarily like my first um you know sort of tech like skill set so <laughs> it was a little bit of a surprise for me but um it, it was a good surprise so I went on to um I think for urban you have to submit a um, project first thing and then you go through interviews and then for Kohl's um, you submit just your resume and your portfolio and then they give you a project so um, I think I had to do a collection of uh, three prints with two graphics for Kohl's um, and then I had another set of interviews um, and then, you know, I had the same thing with Urban. Um, and Urban eventually, like, called me and were like, we're, you know, we're not going to move forward with you, but we really loved your work. We would love to talk to you again, you know, sometime closer to graduating and see if there's some sort of position open for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm still, you know, communicating with them and um, open lines of communication to talk with them. But um, Coles, they did decide to move forward with me uh, and, I accepted an internship with them in their home branded section as a textile art intern. Um, so that was my summer, 10 weeks of the internship. <laughs> That's awesome. Can you talk about some of the projects that you worked on? Because that just sounds really exciting. Yes, uh, it was a very busy 10 weeks. Um, I I finished school and then, you know, I had one weekend off and then I started mm -hmm. the internship. Um, but, you know, like you said, I hustled as well. I was yeah. like, let's go. <laughs> so uh, I remember, let me see, and now I'm remembering it like it was years ago, but it was like, you know, a month ago. <laughs> but it was a lot of learning. You know, you go into it and you're getting... Um, into these production meetings, you're learning about the tight schedule for production and corporate, um, and a lot of like condensed scheduling, like they were already finishing up the back to school for next year, and um, all the like the whole fall lineup was finished for next year. They were moving into I think like Christmas and other stuff, or like plush plush throws. Um, and so I worked in a lot of different areas, even though I was in home for my internship. Um, I would go back and forth between doing different projects for home. I did um, candle decals for fall um, and for other assorted scents. Um, and then I did uh, plush throws for their in internal brand, Big One. Um, and that was what I did for home. And I did like multiples of those in different different ways. Um, and then along the way, we would also have art intern challenges. So um, like sort of out of out of your area. So I worked with home um, seasonal on the first one instead of branded. And that was fun um, and made kitchen towels. Um, like kitchen towel sets. <laughs> uh, and then I worked in kids um, and I was able to do a kids gender neutral line um, with different graphics and patterns. Um, and that was fun as well to, to work into the kids area. And then I worked in women's 
for a um yeah so we did uh, a like a diversity initiative project so i worked in lunar new year um and did year of the rabbit for a collection line for them um and everything you do it's kind of like it might make it it might not make it it might sit in the archives for years and be brought back in like a different colorway um so it's always like you never know um and it was it was definitely a a good like learning experience overall um i will say the people at coles are all like amazing many of them have been there for for many years um, I think the longest someone had been there was like 20 years. They started as a store associate um, and then worked up into like into Cole's corporate um, on the art team. Um, and then, you know, like 15 years, 12 years. So the, everyone there was really nice. Um, our team meetings were great because it would just be kind of like kidding around and talking about um, the week or like different things just like pop culture things and stuff um so there's definitely like a great work environment um i will say uh there's a certain level that you have to be at like i think mentally um to go into a corporate work style um and you have to definitely be prepared for that sort of working because um my internship was remote um so it was a lot of like on the computer, working on the wake home that they sent us um, to work on for the summer. I had to send it back, unfortunately. Wow. But <laughs> that would have been nice as a perk. If it could... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't get any wrong ideas. We yeah. did not get to keep it. Aww. I wish. <laughs> now I just want one. Um, but definitely like it's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of um, talking to different people in different areas, seeing what their production is like. And if you like it, um, as well as, I mean, something that they don't really like talk about that I want to be like transparent about is okay. you, you don't own any of your stuff, mm. yeah. <laughs> which I mean, like me and you, we, yeah. we know that like a lot, yeah. like we know that, but, um, going into it, like I didn't necessarily think of it as much. Mm -hmm. And if that's like, um, maybe a negative factor for you. I'm not sure if this is like a line of work that's necessarily meant for um, your long-term like goal. Like if you're like doing your passion projects, but you're mm -hmm. still like, I want to go into print and pattern and do this. Like think about your passion project and think about if you didn't, if you couldn't put on your portfolio, you couldn't share it with people unless it was produced. So, um, I think that was like a big downside for me was I did like upwards of 25 pieces for them over the course of 10 weeks, um, cause production times really fast. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> I wasn't showing them to anyone, you know, I can only describe them to you. Um, and you know, I just have like screenshots of stuff for like down the road. Um, if I can show them if they're produced, um, I guess like another thing that's like was a major learning lesson for me is they produce uh, three to four to five pieces of art per week. Yeah, that is <laughs> so. Lot. Yeah, um, so they're making like a ton of product, and so you know 
they might be working on fall and they're doing a pumpkin. They might take that pumpkin, generate it into other like colorways and different movements and textures and put that in a pattern or like put that on a candle decal. Um, but like the way of working was very intense for me because I mean, at SCAD, we're maybe, um, I mean, like it, even in our surface design class, we were doing, we might have done like 15 thing, pieces yeah. plus like, plus, wow. um, you know, texture mapping and stuff. But, um, and that's the same 10 weeks. Mm. So it was um, intense, <laughs> to say the wow. least. But you must be like your spill, uh, your speed must have like picked up really quickly from that. I will say it definitely did pick up at the beginning, especially being a little rusty on the Wacom. Um, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm trying. Like, I, I know how to do things. Because, you know, I have an iPad. I usually work on Procreate. Um, so it was, a I know Photoshop, you know, I've used it on um, SCAD Cintiqs um, and, and on my own computer as well. But it still was a little bit of like learning to like get into the different brushes and the different modes of going into repeat on the Wacom. Um, and like, there wasn't much, there wasn't a ton of like rushing, like you need to have this done. Like there was um, multiple sort of soft deadlines, but um, they still wanted to see how you were producing, um, you know, for the company. <laughs> and oh, I, could, yeah. I could get the sense that faster was better. Um, so I definitely was speeding up and that was a good thing to like see, um, like it, it was a great like source of like growth to watch myself, like make stuff faster and like understand the program more. Um, cause like, I mean, that, that's great to see what you can do in 10 weeks. Like you can do a lot, you can learn a lot. Yeah. So, so I was curious. So did you get a choice of using like Photoshop or Illustrator or did they have a preference on which one you used? Yeah. So um, we used both. Um, it would definitely be whichever one you wanted to use. Um, sometimes I would be talking to my manager and she would be like, oh, like this sort of style. Like I did sort of like this 70s groovy style and she was like, this might work better in Illustrator. It's going to be a lot cleaner and faster. Um, or like my coach would be like, you could, like I did like a cow print. She was like, you can build this in, you know, by doing this method, like doing like an all over uh, touch up of the color and then take it into Illustrator and make the shapes. So there was a lot of like suggestion, recommendation, um, advice from multiple ends, especially if you asked for it. Um, even though we are online, you could chat anyone at any time and just say, hey, can I send you over this? Like, can you give me some feedback? Or, um, hey, can we jump on a call and like look at the stuff I'm producing right now? Um, I will say with like the, the plush throws I was doing, it was like working with Pantone colors um, and you had to keep it to a maximum of 10. So that was a little rough in some, <laughs> in some areas, but I understand the necessity um, for that rule. But yeah, so that was a little easier to work in Photoshop a lot of the time. But then, yeah, I switched in between. I would like build stuff with Photoshop assets, separate them, and then move it into Illustrator to put into repeat, um, but totally based off of your own choices. Oh, wow. That's so cool that you had that flexibility to do that. And then you just like go for it. That's awesome. 
Yeah, um, I did know uh, uh, people that would do stuff physically and then scan it in. So I want to mention that too, that for people thinking you can't, you only have to do digital in corporate sort of settings, you can definitely do physical. Um, there were multiple times I wanted to do physical, but just with like certain time constraints, um, it wasn't always possible, um, especially since like, this girl, like she knew what she was doing. She was mm-hmm. scanning it on the high def res sort of scanner um, and just like getting it done. Um, but she would do like woodblock carvings and then print it and then scan it in or um, paintings um, or like different carvings. Um, so yeah, so there's definitely the potential to work physically in that mm-hmm. environment. That's amazing. And I, so I was curious, you mentioned production. How how important was it that you had your what you were creating was actually being able to be used by whoever is going to manufacture whatever product it was was that a big deal for as far as how you finish files and turn them in definitely um it would depend on the file but um there would be like a finishing file like for candle decals like i got like a page um that had like you have to put you know your candle decal here and then you have to put it up here and then like separate the layers for like if you have a foil if you have like a white out layer or um here's the color here's the text um so it just it all depends on um who is producing the file they said they had like switched um production like manufacturers of the candles um and this one was a little uh, more like tricky to work with in terms of the file system, but um, still they preferred to work with this uh, producer. Um, and then just like the same thing with the the plush throws, it was like the Pantone colors, um, making sure 10 colors. Um, and then we would put all of like our files in essentially like a Google doc file um, so that everyone on the team could have access to them. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, if any of your assets were important, you would need to include those. Um, but nothing like crazy on my end. I'm unsure if in other departments, especially design, I know that they had a lot of different things to work with for production. Um, and like in clothing as well, um, like the challenges I did, I didn't necessarily, like they weren't like, oh, you know, do all these, these things because um, we only had around a week to create like these collections Mm -hmm. so they were like just you know do do what you can and Mm -hmm. we'll deal with you know the filing that's amazing so you got yeah you really got fast (laughs) like you're like (laughs) spitting out idea generating and doing all this that's great that's great no I mean it really pushes you and then it makes you um but I can tell you're already the type you know you're on top of things but if you're somebody who needs that um regularity of like deadline 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 then you would really get very disciplined quickly definitely you have to (laughs) so with all of this said with this internship what is your preferred like what would be like your dream way of working as far as with your fibers and textiles uh yeah and i'm you know i'm continuing to uh figure this out um but yeah i love to paint i love to illustrate i love to sculpt and do textiles um 
do you know uh Liao Wolf? No, I don't. No, you'll have to look it up. Okay. It's really interesting. Okay. Um if anyone else doesn't know about it, definitely look it up. They have multiple okay. locations. Um I recently went to the one in Denver, Colorado. Oh. They have one in Las Vegas. Um I think one in in Mexico or New Mexico. Um so multiple different locations. It's okay. very cool. It's like a whole environmental installation work. Um, it's sort of like a theme park, but there's not like rides, but okay. you walk in and you're like transported to another sort of reality. Mm -hmm. um, and like just, and most of the things they really try to work with local artists and bring in artists to work on different um, components. So like, and it's, it's really, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. piece of art. You know, but um, it's much more normalized, I think, for people because like when, you know, I feel like there's a bit of a distinction between the gallery space and the average person. Um, I recently went to a gallery like just to see like my one of my favorite artists. Um, and I was like, wow, this gallery, like it's so, you know, stuffy, like this work is so exciting and vibrant, like it deserves a space that kind of matches that energy. Um, but Meow Wolf. It, I think like gets rid of that divide between the average person mm -hmm. and a work of art. Um, and it's very interactive. Um, there's all these different portals into like other rooms. Okay. So it's almost like a maze or like a treasure hunt. Um, I think you can even get like a little map at the front of like places to find. Um, but yeah, so they work with a lot of like textile artists, sculptors, painters to create these different worlds. So I um, would love, of course, to work with them um, in, in that capacity. But um, if that is not necessarily possible in the near future, I would love to do something similar in terms of like environmental installations that um, aren't necessarily in the traditional gallery sense. <laughs> That would be cool. Yeah, I could totally see you doing that because the way you work sculpturally with your fibers and that sounds amazing. Like, I will definitely check that out. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's super like kid friendly, all ages we were able to go. Um, and it was like four levels of just like oh. amazing work. Um, but, you know, that's like, I think the dream world. Um, otherwise, you know, I'm getting prepped to um maybe do some prints and stickers um and commission work as well on like the realistic side of things in like my current realm of living <laughs> oh no that's all great i think it's amazing that because like um you you can do so many different things with fibers and like being an illustration background and i think it's really great and practical and it's like you know you're still making work that the the process of making it and enjoying it i think it's awesome that's the important part, right? If you're not liking what you're making, then, you know, I, I know it's a necessity for a lot of people, but, you know, it's always good to look at your other options so that you can enjoy what you're doing because, you know, we're not, we're artists, but we don't, we don't do it because it's, you know, the best choice. <laughs> we don't do it yes. because we don't do it for the money. Yes. Not really, because we know we're never going to make it to like that sort of tier. There's, you know, the select few, but we, we make it and we do it and we love it and we love to make people happy. 
um, as I'm sure most artists can understand that and art teachers can understand that, um, that you're, you're doing it to spread joy and to bring a little piece of your world to everyone else. That's true. And I have to ask you, Alyssa, because I adore your personality. Um, do you think you would ever consider teaching? Because I think you have such a positive spirit. I think the way you look at things would be really cool in a, you know, like for college or university level of teaching. Yeah, um, I had not thought about it before the last year, I would say the last like four months maybe even, um, but I've recently been told that I should look at teaching as well after I graduate. Um, and I definitely have been thinking about it. I think it's a great option. Um, I like to work with people. Um, I like to teach and help. Um, and especially with my graduate degree now that, you know, I, I have that it would definitely make teaching uh, a possibility for me. So I think that I could definitely um, consider that in my future. Because <laughs> from what I've heard, like there aren't a lot of, um, you know, because that's the thing, a nice thing about being a fibers graduate, because when you finish, because there aren't a lot of programs that are like graduate levels for fibers here in the U.S. I'm mm -hmm. not sure about other countries, but that's what I've kind of heard. And so you become a very hot commodity because <laughs> you can teach those skill sets at a, you know, at a college level and then um, your illustration background, I think that would be because that falls under, you know, whether drawing, painting, 2D, and then with your dimensional stuff, your 3D. So you become a very versatile person to be able to teach a lot of different things really well. Yeah, I definitely um, have become a bit more well-rounded going into fibers and um, it's always interesting just to meet new people, see what they're doing. Um, uh, yeah, I do think that the fibers degree is a little unique. Um, and, but I mean, everyone in, in the program is just doing so many different things, you know, um, and especially in, in this degree at the school, um, they're teaching you not only what you can do with it in the fine arts, but also what you can do with it in career, corporate sort of world, surface design. Um, so they're prepping you for multiple facets of the real world because like, I mean, so many of us want to be fine artists and, you know, so little of us can be. So there's always good to um, have the backup plan where you're still enjoying what you're doing, but you're surviving. Yes. Definitely. And so my next question is about your, so if you could go back in time to your younger self and give yourself an advice, some advice about this art journey that you're doing, um, what would it be? I think that it would be um, keep pushing, keep going. I would really suggest for my past self to do more art classes um, I did not have any sort of formal art classes until recently, so a lot of my stuff is self-taught. Even in uh, high school, it was like, oh, like, she knows what to, to do, like, because I just kind of figured stuff out. Um, I would just, like, figure out what I want to do, like, and then figure out the medium that like fit that purpose of the project and then do it. Like even in high school, I was playing around with sculpture and textiles and I didn't really know. I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Like that's what I wanted to make and I made it happen. Um, 
and so I, I have always enjoyed that about myself that you know even if they say well that doesn't really seem doable make it doable like you can make it happen um but definitely enrolling in like your local museum of art if they have them or local local schools um workshops for art um, or there's so many online resources now where you can do different illustration classes um as well as practice i mean isn't that the cliche but um i'm you know, if I had studied anatomy more and practiced people more, I might be a little bit more comfortable in um, drawing the human form. And I'm trying to become more comfortable with that. I do a lot of animals because I try to avoid. <laughs> so uh, just practice, do everything that you want to and that you can. Awesome, great advice. And you're just going to be, I mean, you're amazing now, but when you're finish with graduate school you, you're just gonna knock it out of the ballpark so to speak so I'm I'm definitely gonna be following and looking at your work and for those people who are listening since this is a podcast Alyssa where mm -hmm. can they go to see your work yes um so on Instagram I am at blue bunny ruby blue as in the color bunny as in the bunny and ruby as in my last name um and then on there you can find my website um, which is rubyhousedesign.wixsite.com slash illustration. Um, and it's funny because both have different pieces of art. <laughs> they like both have their own assortment um, of pieces. I think, I don't know which one has more. Uh, it's interesting to, to see some of the process work on my Instagram, but then more of the finished pieces on my website, um, as well as you can find my LinkedIn and everything else on my website. Wonderful. Well, I love seeing your process. I love seeing your work. And Alyssa, um, continued success with whatever you're you're doing. And I know that um, everything looks, I, I always loved everything you um, shared with us and just the thought process behind it. So thank you so much for talking with me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's a wonderful day. Oh. <laughs> well, it was a delight. And everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.